0: just taking circus shots but his his issue really i feel like and it, i feel like sometimes he gets a foul on it sometimes you know he gets a shot off afterwards but and half the time the ball goes out of balance but it's he likes to dribble on his foot <laughs> like oh, the amount yeah. of times that i have seen him dribble and it just hits it's his foot like, Bro, no you got no clown feet like, like, what are you doing <laughs> like i've never seen an nba player dribble on their foot so much honestly (laughs) it's
1: ridiculous No, yeah the turnovers (laughs) are just so bad the thing like THT I don't mind as much because you could tell that guy is really trying to be a point guard like he is working at it Colin Sexton oh yeah oh my gosh he like it doesn't even seem like he's trying like I just feel like he is totally about himself not about the team I think Will Hardy had a quote last week that said like guys want to win but they want to win their way right now instead of the mm-hmm. team way. And I feel like that is just the most Colin Sexton directed quote I've ever heard. Like, he seriously is not looking for teammates at all. He is just all about himself. I feel like he's just trying to trying to get paid, trying to show himself for other teams because he's probably going to get traded or something. Like I don't think he cares if he wins or loses at all, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's kind of what it's looking like. But uh, here's, here's the thing. I think on that same when will hardy was talking about that he said something like that you know, he talked to the team about like what are you willing to give up for us to win like if you're going to give up something in your game and my initial thought on sex and i was like give up your minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: seriously and it's so sad because he used to be so good oh my gosh <laughs>
0: like in cleveland i've mean, definitely he never was
1: good he was all I've never he was on the Sexton train. So good, yeah. I don't, yeah. If you watched him in Cleveland, man, you would have been more hyped. He was freaking <laughs> awesome back then. Like before he got hurt, he was a freaking bucket. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we thought he was the main piece in the Donovan train, instead of end up being Markkinen. True, but yeah. so yeah, that's been the most disappointing
0: thing for me is Colin Sexton. <laughs> what about Fontecchio? Like so? Okay, so running back. So since Kessler's been out. We've had two games, and Keontae George has been starting. Okay? THT went back to the, well, back to the bench. I mean, he was the starter of the season, but he went to the bench. Um, so you have Keontae George, you have Jordan Clarkson, Larry Marginen, um, Kelly Olenek, and then we had Ochai start one, and I actually don't know. Wait, he he started both, He's... yeah. Okay. So he has Ochai on both. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Keontae getting the start and then Fontecchio being at the end of the bench getting minutes like normal minutes?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, with F- Fontecchio, I've been like pleasantly surprised. I mean, I I think like there was some it was net rating or there was some advanced stat that basically had Fontecchio as literally the worst player in the NBA. It's like one of those weird ones, like. Raptor or the LeBron metric. Anyway, it's just a weird advanced stat that had Benteke was literally the worst player in the NBA based on whatever metrics they were using. But this year, last year, right? Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah, but this year, I mean, I really liked it because I feel like something I liked about last year's team was that they just worked super hard. They just like worked their tails off every single night. The effort was there. They played as a team. Whereas this year, I'm not getting that same vibe. Like I haven't fallen in love with our play style like I did last year. But Fantecchio, I feel like is still doing the same thing. Like he's just working his butt off. He isn't the most natural, like gifted defender, but he is just, he's trying, you know, he's doing everything he can. And then on the offensive end, the only reason really he's in the NBA is because he's supposed to be a good shooter. Like he's supposed to be that guy that hits every shot, uh, every open shot. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's in the NBA. And we hadn't really seen that up to this point. But the last two games, not looking at stats or anything, but he has definitely been, you know, shooting decent. Like he has been a positive player for the team through two games. So I've been pleasantly surprised with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to give you his last night stat, I mean, he went two of three, but um, he hit two of two from the three point line. So he just missed a two pointer He had six points. So no free throws. Yeah, no, I, I think the I night mean,
1: before that he had like 10 in the first quarter or something like that. He was good. He dude. popped I mean, off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I I feel like I, I can't have any beef with Fontecchio. Like, I feel like he's really trying to play as a team. He's doing everything he can. I don't I still don't think that he is like a rotation NBA player, but I've been pleasantly surprised with him. Do you
0: still have that get the Fontecchio off the court <laughs> <laughs> thoughts?
1: Well, when he first checked in, I did. I was like, "Get him out of here!" (laughs) And then, and and then he had ten points. I was like, "Never mind."
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, what I thought. Because here's my thing: I was like, I was like, "Oh, okay." So, like Kessler's out. Like, we'll probably play a nine man rotation. That was the first night. I was like, "We're going to play nine man rotation." And then Fontecchio checks, and I was like. We're playing ten guys in Fonteckio. The the tenth, like play or whatever, like anyone but him. Get Hendrix out yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was playing. But then here's the funny thing: we played a nine man last night, and do you know who was missing? Done. Oh, did he get no
1: minutes last night? He didn't get oh. any minutes. Interesting. Huh. That's weird because he has been solid. Like, I mean, he's not been great, but he's been fine.
0: That's that's surprising. Yeah. So I, uh, I, dude, I, I don't know about the done. I was like, well, that's. I wonder if he's hurt or something. Like, well, it I says thought, it says uh, did not play. Coach's decision on it. Yeah.
1: I mean, so nothing injury report.
0: Just, yeah. But uh, interesting. All right, okay. Keontae George. Did you hear how he got the? how we uh talked to Will Hardy about it and like oh I, yeah
1: you what you want to tell tell the listeners oh you go for it
0: no, no you you go. you know, you probably know better than oh, i okay. <laughs> oh he was <laughs> the conversation it looks seems like went like uh Will Hardy's like hey how are you doing and Keontae Dillard's just like i'm good coach <laughs> and, and will hardy's like okay you're starting <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> it's i guess Keontae, right after Keontae right afterward like he like uh, called his girlfriend, called his friends, and his family. He's like letting everyone know he's just super excited. He said, he's oh, his birthday was, like, tears too." Involved. That was what Sarah Todd was saying. Oh, yeah. really? Cool. I'm, like that's a good birthday present. And, and then I was like, and I was like, oh, I wonder if it's only gonna be for like that day. Just they're like, gonna try it out. He's at two days now, so hey, and he's honestly playing pretty well. Like not a lot of points, but. Not a lot of turnovers.
1: Yeah, we don't need points. So. We yeah we we just need him to set up other we actually, people. We
0: actually do. <laughs> we, we actually do need points, but
1: <laughs> that's how you yeah. win
0: basketball games. You don't win off turnovers. <laughs> yeah, well
1: as long as our turnovers, that's more points.
0: So. <laughs> True. Uh, um, right, what, what are you, what are your thoughts on him?
1: No, he's been. I've been super impressed with him. Basically. I feel like everything in this season to me has just been like a disappointment, but he is like a shining star out there, like the only thing that I'm excited about every day when I turn on the Jazz. Um, I've been super, super happy with him. Uh, he, I saw something that basically said that there's only two point guards in Jazz history that have averaged 10 assists per game or more, and that's... Uh, John Stockton and Darren Williams, like the two best iconic oh, guards yeah. that this franchise has ever had, um, or point guards, anyway. And then through two games, if I recall correctly, Keontae has 20 assists and three turnovers. And so, yeah, I that mean, about right. the turnovers that's, I mean, it, it's been awesome. And then there's been some crazy passes that he's thrown. There was one to Collins last night that I was like lost my mind at, but. I mean, overall, he's clearly a better passer than what he was billed as coming out of college. Everyone was pretty much like, "Oh yeah, he can light it up." He his main comparison was Jordan Clarkson. He's nothing like Jordan Clarkson. Um, no. I mean, I think a at lot least of his play it,
0: style right now, like the yeah. role he's taken.
1: Yeah, you know? and I think he knows he that the team right now just really needs a point guard, and so he's really, I think he's really focused on facilitating. But it also looks pretty natural for him whereas with other guys you can tell that they're really thinking about it um like for example That's with true. sexton i feel like when he gets the ball before he makes a play he decides in his head if he's going to shoot it or if he's going to pass it on that possession i feel like i feel the same way about jordan clarkson when he touches the ball he decides before anything happens But i feel like Keontae kind of just lets the game come and he just makes the correct reads um so yeah i've been super happy about him um what, what are your thoughts so far? I have some others, but what, what, what do you think?
0: I'm excited to see him more, honestly. he uh, Obviously, before the season started, we were all like, okay, he's going to be a point guard. Happened way quicker than we thought. Because he honestly, like you were saying, just is... I mean, he's never really played it before. I think they said that he's played half of his senior year as the starting point guard or point guard. And then he's played, like, none of his other time as point guard. But he just got this role and obviously like you were saying like this is what the team needed and he's been able to fit it really well. So I think he can truly grow into a good, good point guard. He's uh, he's smart on the court. I think he's still young obviously, but he does have just a uh, like a basketball and intel- high basketball IQ, I should say. Yeah.
1: I think I saw something that said like the only other two or three guys that have had, um, games where they've only scored like between two and four points, and then ten assists or more was like Chris Paul and maybe Mike Conley or something. So just like two of the greatest passers in the league, <laughs> you know. So like that's mm-hmm. super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he... <laughs> I did hear talking about oh, yeah, Conley go real quick.
0: I did hear there was a stat on him that the I was listening to this this morning, but it was like Conley has like. This is according to this video. So I mean, I don't know if they've played last night or whatever, but since like let's just say two days ago. He had one turnover within like the first forty-five seconds of the season. He was like the first play of the game. T- and then he hasn't had a turnover since. Up till like, you know, two days ago. Right. So, I know, can changed- you
1: imagine? I miss him so much. I'm like, we just need that so bad. I bet we would have I bet we would have won at least two or three more games if we had Mike Conley on our team. Oh, <laughs> just because not. of the turnovers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, obviously we lost a lot of games on turnovers.
1: So yeah, a hundred percent. Like So many, so freaking stupid. <laughs> it's, I get so bad just thinking about the turnovers because it's just like so infuriating if that's how you're gonna lose a game. Yeah.
0: Uh, hey, what but, else were you saying though?
1: Oh yeah, I was gonna say with Keontae. Like I feel like um, his shot obviously isn't really falling yet, and people are a little concerned about it. But I think I would be much more concerned if he was struggling to pass the ball and if his assist numbers struggle. I'd be more concerned about that um, than if he were, like, getting... If you're getting buckets every time but no assists, that's what I'd be worried about because Mm -hmm. everyone pretty much knows he can score. Like, he's been able to score at every level he's been at. I also think as a starting point guard, he... Or just playing at all, he's really been focused on deferring and he just wants to get other guys involved because that's what is going to keep him on the court but i think once he starts like settling in and just doing just playing his game i think the shot's gonna come um he's gonna get better at scoring he's gonna get to the rim um i know will hardy said he wants him to take more shots and so right now i just feel like he's a rookie that's trying to not mess up but i i'm still not very worried about his scoring i think it'll come
0: what do you think about uh will hardy
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm—I feel like my verdict's still out. I'm not sure because there's just been some lineups where I'm like, "What are you doing?" I mean, the main thing is I just never understand any time that he has a three guard lineup in the game because we all know that we, our strength is our front court. Like clearly, our forwards and centers are just much better than our guards, and so I don't get it when we're utilizing all these guards who are mid to bad. Like, why are we playing these guys when you have a bunch of great forwards on the team? So that's been my main issue. What, what do you think about him?
0: I mean, I think genuinely his main thought for like these first 10-ish games, probably like eight, let's be honest, like the eight games was all right, let's pretty much still have it be like preseason style. Like let's figure out rotations. Let's figure out everything. And I'm hoping we're gonna get this all figured out soon. I mean, obviously, we've generally like the last two games with you know since Kessler went out. Honestly, we've looked a lot better. Yeah, even I that mean, we lost the we first looked pretty game. Good. Yeah, like the Pacers won. Like we lost at the very end, but it was a close game. What through three? When yeah, did they go three... on the run? Like start of the fourth? Probably like
1: yeah, somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we we and played like... well. Yeah, and then we went to sleep. So, but I mean, <laughs> I just think overall, hopefully he's found a little bit more of a flow to the team, and then we'll start playing off that. And I think that's when Will Hardy will start to kick in how he plays. But I mean, if you think about, like, we you know you were saying Quinn Snyder, like, Quinn Snyder would have had a set rotation, and we just would have, you know, played it. And I don't know, you, you yeah. were thinking that we would have won a few more games with that.
1: I as think. Well. Uh, well, what I've, what I've really liked about Will Hardy is that he's been willing to change things up. like he It took him like, eight games, until, and it maybe it was because of the customer injury, maybe not, but it took him eight games until he's like, okay, Keontae's clearly our best point guard. Let's have him start, and let's give him tons of minutes. Um, whereas I feel like some coaches either would have been too stubborn or just wouldn't have seen it so quickly, but Will Hardy was willing to make that change uh, really quick. I mean, it didn't take him long. So I really like that. I think uh, Quinn Snyder was obviously, he just took a lot of teams with depleted rosters, rosters that weren't very good and made, somehow made them into really, really good teams. Um, and so obviously there's strengths, both, there's strengths and strengths weaknesses with both coaches. I like Will Hardy overall. I liked Quinn Snyder too. Uh, I feel like we just haven't really seen enough from Will Hardy yet. We haven't seen like a roster good enough, but I'm. I hope he's a really good coach. But there's been some lineups this year where I'm like, "What are you doing? There's no way this is gonna work," you know?
0: Yeah, and I think honestly, he he's just trying out those lineups. Like he's just like, "Oh yeah, that, that nope doesn't work," <laughs> you know? Yeah, I yeah I feel so, that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you I want Keontae also... to
1: start the rest of the season, or
0: what are your thoughts? I'm down for it. I mean, that first game, I was like, I'm curious if it'll keep staying this way. If it was just a test. But honestly, I'm I'm good with it. Obviously, like, I mean, y'all know I like THT. I back him probably way too much compared to most people in the world. It's Especially okay. like with our friend group, they're like, you know, "Get him off the court," and I'm like, "No, like, I like THT. I feel like he <laughs> has potential." But uh, I mean, he even had like a, a, a an interview with uh, Andy Larson. Reporter was Andy Larson, and what, what was he saying in that, Sam? Well,
1: he was pretty much like, "I know that the way that I play can look frustrating to a lot of fans." He was like, "I swear like these shots that I'm taking they're not um, like they're I'm not just trying new things in games. Like my teammates trust it's like me, every shot I've these, practiced right. Yeah, he's like, I've practiced all of these shots and i felt I feel, feel back because he pretty much was saying now he knows that." he's not the fan favorite. Uh, like he knows he has a lot of haters out there, which made me just like really want to root for him and be like, yeah, bro, like prove everyone wrong. Go be great. You know? Uh, so um, I used to be a big hater of THD, but now I'm like, I'm like, man, that's just, that's messed up. Like he's a person too. And so I think he was saying that he knows about all the hate he gets and he knows that his playstyle is frustrating, but he also has like the trust of his teammates and of his coach. And he knows what, what's going to make him the best player.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to the actual team or are you um, ready for the, league? the only thing I was going to touch
1: on real quick was um, with Walker Kessler out. I feel like John Collins has seemed a lot more comfortable out there. I don't love Collins is just more comfortable being a center. Space. I feel, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the main thing is it's, there's just a lot more space for him to work i mean kessler it's a big boy who really takes up that paint and so i just don't know what to do when he gets back because collins has been awesome i mean he's been awesome the whole time but it's he true. just seems so comfortable with Kessler out but it's like our our, our best players are probably i are marking collins and then if kessler is like he was last year then probably walker kessler so it's like what do you do what does Will Hardy do to make this front court work? Cause all three guys are so talented, but it's also like, it seems like you can't even play all of them on the court together. So, yeah, well,
0: they're all three. Yeah. They just, they just take up, they just clog up the floor.
1: Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm glad I'm not the coach. Cause I don't know what to do, but I don't know. Like, I don't feel like Kessler would really want to come off the bench, you know, like he's awesome. And then John Collins, I would be shocked to see him come off the bench. He's been our second best player so far, probably. So, I don't know what you do, but I feel like there's you've got to stagger the lineups. you got to do something so that Collins has more room to work out there because he's been super effective with space.
0: Okay, so here's a question. Let's just say – let's take Laurie out of it because we know he's starting 100%. But yeah, if you have sure. to move one of the other guys to the bench so that they don't play together or play limited minutes together, which one are you going to have come off the bench?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess – I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because Kessler, his defense is so needed and like his rim protection, but Collins has just been better <laughs> than than Kessler. Like, there's no question about it. He's just been a more effective player. So I'd probably bring Kessler off the bench. But I am wondering what you do when you close games. Do you just do you keep all three out there and make it work because you need Kessler's defense, uh, or do you have Kessler? There sit was like that he one game. In Which game do we yeah. have?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might guess there's a few games. I something. think there's been two or close. three where
1: he has sat down the stretch of a close game. Um, yeah. But it's frustrating because his defense is so good. So you need it. So exactly. I, I don't know what you do, but you got to find a way to make, make it work with those two guys on the court, I feel like, because you need both of them.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: So, but yeah, that was my last thought. I mean, and I guess just like, I feel like there's a decent chance the Jazz are on their way to a top three or five pick this year so (laughs) if i if i were a jazz if i were a jazz fan i would start looking up some names (laughs) (laughs) look up some ron holland Alex Sarr, isaiah collier those are three guys that are gonna be hopefully in the jazz's range they'll be top you know five picks this this draft so if anyone wants to start
0: doing some draft research those are that's some places to start (laughs) okay here's here's actually a question i've had I've and i don't know if I've given it a lot of thought too much. So let's just say this is, you know, we're switching over to the league rundown now, but uh here is uh, on the draft, as long as Bronny James, I know he had the issue a few, you know, months ago. But oh, as long gosh, as he's still, I know where like, this is draft,
1: going. Okay. Good <laughs> All right.
0: What you... <laughs> <laughs> Do not
1: tell. Ask me if I'm drafting Bronny James. <laughs>
0: Would you ever draft Bonnie James so that you get a free LeBron James? Pretty much, <laughs> no, because supposedly, supposedly LeBron James has said wherever Bronny's going, he'll go now. At the same time, I don't know if that applies to Utah, so I think he'll try to figure out a way to not have that happen. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm just saying, let's just say that that's not allowed. All right,
1: well, you it draft all depends. It all depends on your roster. So let's look at the Jazz. If you add LeBron James to this roster right now, do you think that we could win a championship?
0: I mean, here's here's what you'd probably do. You'd probably have LeBron James play power forward, marketing in at e. <laughs> <laughs> the. <That's not> true, <laughs> that's actually yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, after a year, let's just say Keontae develops, right? You have yeah. Keontae play the point guard, Markkinen at the two, you have... Markkinen
1: at the two? Marking oh, sorry, at the three. seven feet tall.
0: <laughs> Markkinen <laughs> at the three. And then you got LeBron James, and you have Walker Kessler, and then you probably have Collins come off the bench. But uh, yeah. I don't know if like, Jordan Clarkson if he's still on the team at that point. And then you have Bronny sitting bench, you know? <laughs> I mean,
1: Bronny would probably yeah, in be... In the G <laughs> yeah, literally. He's like Taylor Hendricks right now that team in my opinion is not winning the championship so you don't think so i, I don't think so personally so i think it all depends on your but here's, roster
0: here's the thing though here's the thing you have that roster but we still have 15 draft picks or whatever and you could trade for a star and you didn't give up anything for lebron yeah. you have lebron for nothing and then you go get a star and now your team's so you put a star at the two what about what about the, the financial
1: stuff you still have to pay lebron
0: yeah but i bet you lebron is gonna take a pay cut
1: because he wants stuff. to go wherever
0: he wants to go wherever Bronny is so it's like okay i'll give you a venture minimum work and he's like no 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 i'm gonna make you know i gotta make more it's like well you want do you want to play with Bronny or not you know is money actually an issue here you know what i'm saying <laughs> I don't know how that I, I like like I'm just kinda of throwing this out here, but like it's just my a main thought.
1: my main thing is I think the Jazz are focused on the long term more than anything. So LeBron's got I don't know, he's obviously still been awesome, but I assume he's not playing that much longer. He's thirty nine years old. So if you think that you can win a championship with LeBron in the next two or three years, however long his career is, if you think then you then you would get Bronny, but if you don't think you can do it then, then I would just still focus on the long term game.
0: <laughs> either way, I'm curious of how that will be in the actual draft. Yeah,
1: with whoever you know. Either way, whoever does it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm will also he curious. actually
0: go up? Because like, last time I saw, he was slated at like 18th in the draft. But will he actually go up because of that? Like,
1: and he might whatever? not even play. Like, I mean, he's supposed to play this year, but because he had uh, what was it, like a heart problem, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, cardiac arrest. Of, I can't...
1: Remember. Yeah, it was oh, something. It was anyway, rough. so he, he hasn't even played yet, so we'll see if he even goes this season or if he plays another year at USC or what.
0: True.
1: Um, yeah. But, yeah. That's an interesting thought
0: experiment, though. I don't know. I've, I've definitely thought about it. And, like, it doesn't have that much weight of like, yeah, let's go get, you know, Bronny. But it's like, I'm curious what would happen. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> though, on the... Uh, on the in-season tournament, let's go back to that a little bit. Let's talk more of a broad range um, play. As in, I kind of wanted to give standings is what it was. Oh yeah, go for um, it. So, standing-wise, there is not one team that is at two wins yet. There's only been a few teams that have played twice, but both team or all the teams that have played twice, besides the Nets, it looks like have lost both. So, everyone's pretty much at one, uh, one win, or they're at one and one with the, when I say the Nets. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still so really... The Jazz are going to be wins, the we'll first see. team
1: to get two wins.
0: True. Well, <laughs> depending on time-wise, I guess. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the first night, yes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I mean, honestly, in-season tournament, we talked about it quite a bit already. But, yeah, steady-wise, it's really super close still, so I'm excited to see how that plays out. Uh, also in the league, you had... So we had our big old James Harden trade a few weeks ago, right? Well, a week and a half ago. And James Harden has started to play finally. Give me your thoughts on, <laughs> on the James Harden.
1: It's booty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... I feel like you really can't. I think a lot of people are going to conclusions like this is not going to work. No way. The Clippers made the biggest mistake ever at, I mean, let's, I just think everyone needs to chill out. It's been three games, but uh, with that said, like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be rough to make this work. Like Ty, their coach, Tyron Lou, he's got a lot of work cut out for him because they just don't have, as much depth anymore. That was one of the Clippers' greatest strengths for years was they had a lot of depth. And they had so many injuries over the years that they never really got to see if it could work. Like, they used to have such a solid nine-man rotation. But now, after this trade, like, I don't know. I just think they don't have enough defense. Um, They have a lot of guys that need the ball to be effective. Like, James Harden, he does not know how to play off the ball. Kawhi Leonard, he he's an on-the-ball guy. Russell Westbrook needs the ball to be effective. Paul George is really the only guy who I feel like could really adjust, um, and I I, I don't know. So I just think that they have a lot of guys that need the ball to be effective, um, whereas if you have like a guy like Larry Markinen, he's just like super good catch-and-shoot guy. He doesn't need to be dribbling or touching the ball that much. They don't have a guy like him. Um, so I think that's a big issue, and I think the biggest issue is just their defense is going to be screwed. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty good. I mean, I know that their record wasn't great, but they had some like really good just like net ratings and things like that before the trade and now I mean, it it's just bad with him. They just look like they don't know what they're doing, so it's going to take some time. We'll see what happens, but I overall would think that it, they should not have made that move. I think it's going to going to come back to haunt them.
0: Yeah, I mean, zero oh and three, and then you have the Seventy Sixers at seven and one on the season.
1: Yeah, so. dude, Seventy Sixers are hooping right now.
0: <laughs> it's funny, dude.
1: James uh, um, Joel and B was talking about the Sixers, and he was like, "Yeah, there is just no egos on this team." Which I mean, besides him, I am sure, but uh, it's kind of true if you if you look at their roster. Like, it's just a bunch of like really solid role players, honestly. And then Tyrese Maxey's been awesome, so that's that's been cool for the Sixers to get away from James Harden. And, they're just like balling out right okay.
0: now. You know what's funny is the Sixers so far this season are kind of matching what we did last season. Oh, it's like yeah? a bunch of people that you're like, oh, it's like not really a team. You have one star, which obviously Joel beats way more of a star than uh, than Marketing, I would say. But yeah, I mean, I thought had, you had one guy and then like just a bunch of guys who somehow were, were playing really good together.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I, right, I mean, right. I think Maxi will probably be an all-star this year, and right now he's he's probably on track to win most improved. So I think like that's been a big help, is and that's probably a big reason that they were able to make the Harden trade and feel okay about it because Tyrese Maxi just
0: been super good and stepped up. So that's been pretty cool mm-hmm. for them. And uh, here's the thing I think about when you go back to the Clippers, like obviously they have let's say like they have like a big three plus one, like a three point five, you know. Like, I would say Westbrook is the other guy. But, uh, like, in the last few years, the big threes have not really turned out at all. Like, I see them and the Suns kind of in the same boat. Like, they just want a bunch of stars, and then they have nothing else. And it's just yeah. like, I just don't see it work, and it hasn't worked the last few years.
1: It so. hasn't worked, yeah. I think um, if the Clippers want to be successful... I think they've got to bring one of those guys off the bench and that's light and that's either going to be Harden or Westbrook and it's likely going to be Westbrook, I think so. But I think they really need stagger minutes so that you're playing most of your minutes with Harden and Kawhi together. And then you play a lot of minutes with Westbrook and Paul George on the court together because Westbrook and George have really good chemistry. George's best season was when he was on the Thunder with Westbrook. And so those two are really solid together, but, I just think, like with all four guys on the court, it's a lot of your turn, my turn. Not very much ball movement, and it's just like bad basketball. So I feel like they've they've got to stagger the minutes better than they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Here, all right, and uh, here is another thing in the league that uh that happened this week. So you had um, Adam Silver was on JJ Redick's podcast. Oh yeah, listen and to that they one. were yeah, and they, so one of the things that just stood out to me was I guess this goes back to the season tournament again. But uh, they're asking about, like, you know, an automatic bid into Mm. the playoffs. Now, obviously, that's not this year. And Adam Sandler, uh, Adam Sandler, Adam Silver was (laughs) like, (laughs) Adam Adam Silver was like, yeah, like, if we do any change, like, it'll be down the road. Like, we don't want to affect everything so quick. But what do you think about that? Like, do you think that it would be good to have the in-season tournament give you a playoff bid.
1: Yeah, so I've seen a lot of stuff about this where it's like the winner could let's say that they are a 6 seed or higher then they get automatic uh home court advantage no matter what and then if they are uh like 7 seed or lo- or if they're like lower than 10 seed or whatever then they're automatically make the play in. But anyway, and so there's been some interesting ideas, but I think what Adam Silver was really saying was he doesn't want this in-season tournament to impact the playoffs. He wants this to be its own thing. Um, he wants it to like, stand alone and just be a really awesome tournament um, that people can you know brag about and be like, we won a tournament, just, just like the playoffs, but obviously nothing's ever going to replace the NBA championship in the playoffs, but um, mm-hmm. it's like its own thing. And so I think that the league is going to do everything they can to just like focus on this just make them two separate things kind of like college basketball you see lots of tournaments like for example there'll be random ones like the maui invitational or something and that doesn't impact Mm -hmm. you making the ncaa tournament or anything like that but it's still just something that will raise competitiveness and it's still something that you can brag about um so i know a lot of people want to impact the playoffs but i think it should stand alone uh, as its own thing if it can um and then obviously if it doesn't work if it's not competitive and you really do have to start talking about other options then go for it but i think you should at least see if it can just be its own thing for a little bit
0: i gotcha here's here's what my thought was on it i was thinking like picture this let's just say you get an automatic bid to the playoff like you get the eight seed if you're low right um that's like i mean you get it and it's like okay like we're gonna be resting guys we're gonna take it easy the rest of the year like you're just not gonna like, there's no drive for the rest of the season. Like, you already know you got the 8 seed, you know?
1: Yeah, no, and, like, I Like, totally that just doesn't agree.
0: seem like that's a good idea. Maybe a play and, like, you get, you know, the automatic 10 and you have to play twice or something. Like, I don't know, but, yeah. Like, it just seems said, like, like, like the opposite.
1: See it. it seems like the opposite of what the league's trying to do. Like, they're trying to raise competitiveness during the regular season, not not make it so that it's less competitive, and that just, like, gives the yeah. team an incentive just rest their guys literally, literally the whole season yeah so yeah. I don't, a lot of people want to see it i i wouldn't want to see that because i just think it would, like throws everything off the whole rest of the year the whole competitive balance of everything so
0: yeah no i agree
1: all right well uh anything else you want to talk about on the on the league and the jazz anything in general uh i don't think so by next time we talk we'll know uh if the jazz are gonna go to vegas or not or I, I believe so. I think we've got like three of our next four True. games are the in-season tournament. So anyway, should it be, should be fun. I'm excited for these tournament games. It's really kept stuff interesting. And hopefully Jess can find a way to dig themselves out of this hole.
0: <laughs> True. And also, next time we talk, we'll see how this uh, Keontae George has really... Because, I mean, we have two games of data right now. So we'll yeah. see a lot more of how this flow is. So I'm excited yeah. to see that. Me too. So it should be a fun couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. See you. Thanks for listening to the Utah Jazz Beats with Sam and Peeps. If you're as passionate about the jazz as we are, remember to hit that subscribe button or follow the podcast so you never miss a beat. Stay tuned for more insights that will keep your jazz spirit alive all year round.